It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Let's check in with Brett the Vet of Veterinary Associates to hear more about some of his adventures with our four-legged friends. Here's Roy Hatfield. It's that time once again where we visit with our good friend, Dr. Brett Ellis of Veterinary Associates and their Xenia location just one mile north of Xenia on U.S. Route 68. Uh, Dr. Ellis taking a couple of minutes away to uh, join us on Ask Brett the Vet. Doc, how are you doing on this Thursday morning? Well, we made it through the heat, and, uh, yeah, we get, we're getting rewarded now. So. I was going to say, these next couple of days would be real nice to make some house calls, wouldn't they? Well, and, you know, I told you all a couple of weeks ago, it was my last call out to the McDormand farm. Uh, well, we've got some cattle, so I'm going there again today. So, uh-huh. Uh, you know, not everybody retires like they're supposed to. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha. I'm picking up what so, you're putting down. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're actually, it's, it's in transition to, to do it's going to be an embryo transfer place. Uh, they're going to use. It's going to be quite a production there. But so Lou's still still there, uh, and uh, get, got some more cattle in. And uh, he's got kind of a unique position to uh, with all the uh, slaughter plants that uh, have been shut down for the the Rona. Um, uh, they're kind of in a unique position to uh, feed out for some of the smaller places that can that can handle it, like uh, Kobe's and. New Carlisle, so mm-hmm. you know, and some other small uh, packing plants that aren't the, the big ones that are getting shut down out west. So um, that's yeah, that's why he's doing this. So it's a very good thing for for everybody involved. So uh, we've got that going on. We've got good weather going on, and uh, as we were uh, uh, marveling at before we went on the air, there is a. Uh, a uh, study going on right now after two dogs were found to live to be 23 and 27. Uh, so now they're trying to isolate some genes, I believe, to see yeah. if we can uh, continue this trend on man's best friend. Yeah, so this group, uh, this is in Frontier Genetics, uh, a scientific publication that they they released uh, the entire genome of these two dogs. And uh, so what they did was they looked at what things were different uh, uh, and what what genes do these dogs have that octogenarian that live over 100 years old have? Uh, and it turns out there are genes that are involved with uh, inflammation, uh, the immune system, and also Alzheimer's. Now, we don't diagnose Alzheimer's in dogs. They call it cognitive dysfunction, but uh, it may have very similar uh, pathology and, and even etiology being, you know, where it comes from, uh, maybe a genetic uh, predisposition. So uh, it was kind of interesting, though, because they by what they don't know are these just random mutations these mm-hmm. dogs have, or are these actually true mutations that uh, allowed them to live to be twenty three and twenty seven? Um, and so it's it's early on, but one of the interesting thoughts is, is, you know, if we could identify these genes, what if we could breeders could select for these genes as opposed to for the smushy face, the cute curly tail, the, you know, um, bulging eyes, the um, you know, floppy ears, mm-hmm. the things that uh, people like in the show ring, uh, if, if breeders could actually uh, uh, select genetically for longevity and then what impact that would have on people that could live with their dog instead of, you know, on average of 10, 12 years uh, if we could get 20 years, uh, that would be pretty amazing if, if you could do that more often. 
and uh, be a whole new uh, interest in and in, and uh, in senior veterinary medicine and caring for those guys. You know, uh, do they <clears throat> really need vaccines when they're you know 15 years old? Uh, things like that uh, will be will be interesting, and and you know uh, what that what those do to your to your. Do you have to have that kind of genome for mm-hmm. you to be able to to tolerate those things uh, and 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 survive and and, and thrive. Uh, uh, from different insults. Now, these two dogs also uh, lived in the country and had very active lives uh, during their time. So uh, it's not just the genes. There's also the environment that's going to be involved with the longevity of these. But I thought it was pretty interesting to uh, be able to think about selecting for, because every time, you know, not every time, but when we say goodbye to a beloved pet, you know, you often hear the question is why why don't they live longer and uh that is a tough question to answer and and uh it would be nice to uh be thankful that they do live as long as they do so it'll yeah. be uh it'll be cool yeah that's that's interesting stuff and especially that you mentioned that they were you know country dogs for lack of a better word so they mm-hmm. were out running a lot because uh, yep. normally you know it seems like the little kicket dogs are the ones that live the longest exactly yeah it's usually those you know i think i've seen a dog that was you know, 19 going on 20 or it was already 20. Um, uh, but th- those are typically your toy poodles that make it that, right. that far. Um, so yeah, these were, these were bigger dogs. And, uh, uh, so uh, that, you know, and we did talk about the, uh, uh, old gray muzzle tour, uh, a veterinarian, um, that studied, uh, 115 year old Rottweilers which Rottweilers definitely don't live to be 15 very often. No. But uh, this guy, this researcher, he's a veterinarian, he used to be a surgeon, and he got into, uh, he's in the aging uh, Council on Aging, now he's a big-time researcher, and uh, I saw him speak at a conference once, and so what he found about these Rottweilers is that the uh, what they all had in common was that they had, uh, uh, they were their mean age of neutering, was three years old. So mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they were all neutered at three. It just means on average, right. or you, you measured, you know, the mean was three. So probably not doing the neutering at six months could help lead to longevity in some of these bigger dogs. Um, they did not have phobias of fireworks or thunderstorms. Uh, that was another common thing. And they did not, or they were active every day. Uh, so those were the three big things that led to longevity in those giant breed dogs. Um, so interesting. We'll be able to put this stuff together and hopefully we'll all benefit from it someday. I was going to say we would definitely benefit and the world would be a better place if dogs lived a lot longer than they do now. Yeah. And, and had a healthy, happy, you know, extra 10 years of life. Yeah. Know, not, not uh, coming in and being put on fluids and, and uh, getting kidney transplants and things like that to live that long. No. Uh, this would just be like, just like your, your regular old dog, but it would be an old dog for 10 years. I mean, that would be really amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah. And, and once <laughs> and once this guy figures that out, let's put him together with some of these llamas to see if he can uh, take care of coronavirus while he's there. Right. Yeah. Right. With the immune system of the coronavirus and these guys, and we will have, uh, we can elect a dog for president. 
I was going to say something, but I'll just move uh, we'll on to the we'll next we'll thing. Move on. Yeah. Uh, speaking topic, of which, right? uh, we've talked about this before with uh, the uh, relation that you have working on the uh, coronavirus uh, models and things like that with Ohio State. I know the yeah. uh, good governor is expected to speak today at uh, 2 o'clock about uh, some things not looking so great for the Dayton uh, region with uh, some of the uh, reproduction numbers going up, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's... Be- you're talking about the increase in cases? Uh, it's not so much an increase in cases. It's an increase in the r not number uh, that he mentioned specifically that he's concerned about in the Dayton area. So, uh, I mean, we're going to have an increase in cases as testing gets done sure. more and more. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But I think that's what uh, has his concern right now. The r not number is above one. So right. uh, they're wanting Which to keep that number below one, and that's when you know things stay level off. That's where... Uh, for every person that's infected, they only infect one person. Correct, sir. Versus, you know, when it goes up to 1.2 or 1.4 or 1.8, you know, you're getting a lot of people, you know, that's the, and that's that, that's that, you know, like going to a church and singing or going to a bar and yelling or, uh, you know, when people are exposed to that in, in a short, uh, short of, you know, in, in a longer amount of time, you know, the more you're exposed and, and the more aerosolization there is and the worse ventilation there is, uh, uh, and the closer you are to people, the higher your chances are of spreading that. So, right, yeah. right. Uh, I think uh, at the worst times in California and New York, uh, you know, we were looking at like a three-to-one ratio, which is yeah. just horrible. So, uh, you know, trying to keep things uh, uh, maintained, shall we say, until uh, hopefully the vaccine and the cavalry comes riding in or a treatment or something like that uh, so well, we can yeah. uh, get past this. They were hoping that uh, this virus wouldn't... Uh, be so fond of the warm weather, but it doesn't appear that that's going to be the case. So it looks like Corona uh, is, is around to stay with V2, and it's just going to be dealing with it until, like you said, we get an effective vaccine and effective treatment and and figuring out how we're going to live life differently. It's just amazing that uh, that it's here and it's, and it's happening in, in our lifetimes. I guess that's the one good thing is that we're alive to see it. Yeah, well, uh, it was a matter of time before it happened. So, yeah. Uh, that's the good thing. Uh, there you go. Let's uh, hope we're uh, around a lot longer and uh, taking care of our pets, and they're around a lot longer. Dr. Brett Ellis joining us every Thursday at 930. Uh, for Ask Brett the Vet, don't forget, if you've got a question about your pet, you can always get those into me at Roy at RealRootsRadio.com or 937-374-3636 or one 888 uh, Doc, always a pleasure. We'll get together and do this again next Thursday at 930. Well, I sure look forward to it, and get out there with your with your dogs and and uh, and, and and cats, and enjoy this beautiful weather we're going to have. So, uh, uh, this is this is what it uh, adds to your longevity is days like this. As so, they all, it. as we always say, treats are nice, and we know they like those, but they like that exercise even more. Yeah, and and time with us, so, right? Uh, but you guys take care, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. All right, take care, brother. See you, bud. Digging deep to deliver the best in real country music. This is Real Roots Radio.